It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! Looks like Shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did in 2014! Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Arsenal podcast and it is an hour just an hour after we've beaten Spurs in the North London derby. We haven't done too much preparation for this, uh, but we kind of felt that we're just going to um, ride the wave uh, and just keep going and live the energy that, we, that, we, that we're currently experiencing. And, uh, I'm, and we're loving life at the moment. I've had a few beers. I'm not going to lie. I can't imagine this is going to be as uh, in-depth as an analysis as we've done before. Um, but we're very excited and we just want to go straight into it. We've got a lot to talk about. Mourinho's crying. Lamella has been sent off and it's all good. Gus, how is the pants draw? It's fucking fantastic, mate. I, I actually love winning so much. Um, yeah, loving life in the pants draw. What mate, a time to I, be alive. Life's fucking great. I don't know if we say that enough. I really don't think we get to say it enough most importantly. It is. It's incredibly stressful, especially like final 30 minutes. But yeah, it was really good. Mm. Really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a really good uh, three word summary of that actually, I think somewhere, <laughs> um, uh, which we'll get up in a moment, but look, let's, should we just go straight into it? We've got some three word summaries to go through. We'll analyze the game. Uh, we'll find out who a man of the match. And I'm quite looking forward to hearing who your dick of the day is. There was a few that stood out to me, but there are a few more subtle ones that I'm quite looking forward to hearing. Um, so, okay. So, so some three word summaries we, we posted about half an hour ago on our Instagram, uh, and asked you to post some three word summaries. Uh, Gus, do you want to kick us off with some? Yeah, there's um, there's actually quite a few that are exactly the same. So um, I'm going to read out surely Shreyas because that's the easiest handle to say. Mm. And uh, Spur- Spurs are shit. Yeah, there's quite a few yeah. of those. Um, Tanya Fozard says, fuck Mourinho's bus. Oh, um, that was going to be my next one, yeah. Mm, sorry, sorry, about. mate. Jerry Taylor, 919, fraudulent Tottenham twats. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry, Ta- Jerry Taylor, 919 again. Uh Mikel Arteta greater than Mourinho and he's Love greater it. than sign so it still is three words I like the technicalities I like the technicalities okay Andy Till I Die who got a mention last time he's really get, he's really flying at the moment Andy can you please keep sending these in till I die um that was some seriously good uh, Alan Partridge comment, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, Andy Dillardy said, pooed my pants. Yes, so did we, mate. So did we, that last half an hour. The amount of free kicks we gave away and posts that were hit and that sort of thing. I think it was, uh, I'm, fa- I'm pretty sure there is some poo lingering around in my pants somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, it's horrible. Mm. Um, Jean-Pierre Platter, great name. Uh, not three words, but Tierney is our best player, all in cap. <laughs> I mean, he's he is great, isn't he? Um, and he is just great. If if Kieran Tierney was here, I think we we were thinking about bringing a new feature, which we could actually start right here, right now, off the cuff. Um, which is Kieran Tierney's uh, ten second summary of the game, which which could actually just be a few words. It could even be just Kieran Tierney's three word summary of the game, uh, which I believe if Kieran was here, he would just say, "That was fucking class." Yeah, I'd say yeah. It just like that. Very similar, yeah, something along those lines. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't top that to be honest. 
trying to think of my feet. But yeah, I think that's exactly what he'd say with his Tesco bag in his hand. It was almost as if Kieran Tierney, Kieran Tierney was in the room there. Uncanny. 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 Yeah. We've had a few visitors. We've had Mikel um, <laughs> and all sorts. Um, Still waiting for Bakayo to come and join us on the pod. But yeah, I'm sure I mean, he, he clearly listens. <laughs> Obviously. And he's got plenty of time in his hands now. He only played, what, an hour? Yeah. I mean, Maybe exactly. I mean, if that, it was only 45 minutes. Um, oh, yeah, it came off half-time, yeah. I haven't quite finished my my last beer. Um, uh, so if you do hear me put down a glass thing on my desk, I apologise for the noise, but I'm, I'm not going to not do it. So, you know, we've just beaten Spurs. I'm not sorry. I'm really not. Um, when in Rome. When in Rome. When in bloody Rome. And I moved flats today, Gus. I moved flats today. Yeah, I can see the background. Mm. Looks lovely. Yeah. Where's I've the got new gaff? New gaff's in West London. I won't reveal, okay. uh, you know, just whereabouts because... Because <laughs> uh, of the fans. Oh, thousands and Can thousands imagine. of listeners, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It will be yeah. crowding out my door within minutes. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> the paparazzi lined up. Oh, it's a tough life, mate. It's a tough life being a podcaster of three weeks. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. Anyway, football. God, this feels good. Um, how how did you find the lineup? There's obviously a big... There was a, quite a big discussion point, but but... How do you feel about it all? Um, I I quite liked it. I uh, every time I see David Luiz's name on the team sheet, it it worries me a bit. But he played well. Um, and other than that, I, I thought I didn't realise why uh, Aubameyang wasn't starting until after, like a bit later. So I thought it was just because because um, Lacazette tends to link the play, especially with um, Saka and um, Smith Rowe, really well. So, yeah, I, I, I quite liked it. And then, obviously, all the big news dropped about Bammers. But, um, yeah, no real complaints from me. How about you? Yeah, no, no complaints from me. I, I, I was the same. I thought that it was really intelligent rotation at the top from, from Arteta. I think, you know, with Olympiacos being big games, even though we're ahead, and I think Lacazette deserves time. I think he always scores in the big games. Having the three creative uh, midfielders behind it, so we put Odegaard and... Emil Smith Rowe in the same team. I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense. And it's it's not exactly like we're going to be counter-attacking against Spurs, who are going to soak up the pressure as they did, um, and look to break a, on us. So I think Laka made perfect sense. So I, I was I was quite surprised to hear that it was late. And I actually read that that's been a couple, you know, that's happened a couple of times. Um, well, look, I don't want to start on a downer, so I'm going to try and make a bit of a joke of this, and we can maybe go into a, what that means in, in in a bit more detail when it comes to the questions. Um, because we've we've just beaten Spurs and I don't want to go into that right now. Um, and let's ride the wave. So uh, I actually sent out a tweet saying uh, why um, why was Abamyang late? Uh, wrong answers only. Um, Gus, did you have any favourites? The people that replied. I did. Yeah, and uh, the first one that stood out to me straight away was uh, Gung Near XA, who just pro- uh, playing Fortnite with Ozil. <laughs> I which I genuinely think like it might be the reason I wouldn't be surprised I really wouldn't be surprised uh, Blake so I think it's at Jazzy Toaster um, said stole Arteta's hair gel um, yeah I, that is a droppable offence in, in, in fairness yeah uh, Guna for life put too much swag which it was probably true Dapper Guna went into a bit more detail and said that he stole more teasers out of the club vending machine <laughs> Very, very, very specific. I mean, he might have done. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this guy's uh, on the inside and actually knows. Um, yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. Sold Willian on FIFA career. Uh, says. Yeah. Did you see what you just about to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Emil Appleman. Emil Appleman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was yeah the best the best ones for me were the uh, gaming related ones. Mm. Uh, There's one more that I want to read out. Right. So someone says Neil Hurst uh, Hursthouse from Knots Outlaw Thirty Four said had a right fat kebab last night on the way home from renting out the Ritz for a twenty four hour bender. I added the accent. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. The, the I don't thing is, it. I, I I read it in exactly the same accent in my head. <laughs> I think it's the use of right fat kebab. Yeah, I've not used that like those words together before. It's, it feels like quite a northern thing yeah. to do. Yeah, about 100%. They love mm. it out there, don't they? They do, they right do. Um, <laughs> so, um, right, football. Um, so, okay, well, yeah, uh, yeah. so for me, the lineup was was made sense. I really like the creative midfielders sitting in behind the, you know, link-up play attacker. The defence, I thought, was pretty good. I, I would have been happy with Mari as well, but I thought Gabriel was brilliant this week, so that was good. Cedric yeah, getting odd, happy. Go on with uh, with uh, Mari. Uh, for some reason, I don't think anyone's ever plays two left footed centre backs, whereas no. obviously like right footed centre backs play together all the time. But I'd say like Mari and Gabriel are probably the best two in terms of form at the minute. Yeah, yeah, and and it seems like you'd be quite comfortable playing two right footers historically. Um, you don't really ever see that as a problem, but having two left footers is almost like a big no-no. And I, I don't really know why. I think there's that theory that uh, maybe if you're left-footed, you're more left-footed than a right-footer is right-footed, if you know what I mean. Um, you seem to wait more on the left foot than you would if you were a right-footer. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think the other reason is probably like left-footers strike the ball better. And there's no stat for that. It's just everyone knows that's a fact. So true. You, there's a risk of potentially having too much swaz at the back, mm. which unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. You don't mm. want too much swaz. You need a yeah, little bit you, of kind of calm. You need the yin to the yang. Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah. No. Fair enough. And, and I, but I was happy to see Gabriel. I think when you've got Spurs counterattacking, the, the slightly faster one makes sense. Um, yeah, good to see Louise in there. We've not seen holding in a while now, really. No, Bobby is uh he's gone a bit AWOL recently. I don't know why. He played loads at the beginning of the season and like up to the point he signed his contract, really. But I, I see him as kind of like a backup centre back. And I don't know who's gonna be the main guy next season. I'm really hoping it's uh, Sally Barbar comes back mm. and just dominates with Gabriel. And then we can have a backup of, you know, Marie and Holding, which would be a good quartet of centre backs but maybe he's just I don't know I can't see I can't even see um, Louise being there next season but I think against, against Tottenham where we can have most of the ball because they're so boring uh, yeah. the, pass, the passing range of um, Louise probably probably helps more than Holdings yeah no that makes sense I, I kind of feel for Holding a little bit but he's never really going to be that front you're never going to be that starting, consistently starting at least. Um, right-sided centre-back for me. He's going to always going to be a squad player, but I think he'll play a lot, but he will be a squad player. Um, hopefully, Sally Barbar is going to come back and beast it next season. Um, fair. All righty. So we get into the game. Things are looking really good in the first part of the first half, like like really good. Um, I thought one of, the, one of my favourite things about it Obviously, Emil Smith-Rowe was having a good game. Saka looked like he was looking quite dangerous around the right. All across the early stages, we were getting in behind and we were putting balls in that were looking really dangerous. 
But uh, one of the things I really liked was the way that I think Cedric and Party. I don't know if you noticed this as well, the speed in which they were zipping the balls into Laka, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. It was like, it was just, it was the urgency and the speed and the touch it was then received from. It just I haven't seen that in the, that kind of level of urgency, particularly in the first half an hour of games in, in a while. But it was, that's what, something that really stuck out to me. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think like none of those players are particularly quick other than Saka, but the speed they bring of how quickly they think and how quickly they move the ball. Uh, yeah, it was so noticeable. And I, like in the first minute, we looked quite sharp and I was like, I hope this isn't one of those times where we just play well for the first two minutes and then inevitably concede. Yes, uh, but we did. We did sustain. I was thinking that first half, we sustained pressure for really long periods of time, and Tottenham were lucky, definitely, to to get in at half time. Even you know, we hit the post, hit the bar. Lacazette had that shot where he put out for a throw in, which didn't really get that much um, that uh, many replays. But I think it was Tierney who who cut it back, and then he couldn't get yeah couldn't get a good. Um, touch on it but that left side was so good and uh, there's a guy on twitter called orbino who works for yeah. uh, what's the stats company called it's like, opta yeah uh, orbino opta, from opta. opta yeah 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 and he put he said that uh, emil smith rowe created four chances more than all the spurs players put together and he did that with the best passing accuracy of any player in the game at 97%. So he, he had such a good game. Wow. And he like almost flies under the radar. Like he doesn't do anything like the opposite of Lamella, who, you know, like <laughs> just just grabs the headlines. And but like the substance beyond that probably wasn't as good. Whereas, yeah, uh Mr. Mm. Throw was much more subtle. Yeah, I thought Emil Smith-Rowe was absolutely unbelievable this game. Um, it, it's a shame that wasn't registered. He didn't register an assist officially or anything like that. But he made some good chances. I thought Lacazette, um, he, he, he could have reacted quicker to a few, I seem to remember. There was that air, not air shot, but, you know, miss that you spoke about. There was one or two that came in from the other side as well, mm. where if he just kind of preempted it, not hitting a defender, he could have got there quite easily. Um Maybe that was match sharpness. I mean, I don't know if you can read into that too much. Maybe it was something just in the moment. He didn't quite get there. Um, But yeah, I thought he missed a few chances. But his link-up play, this is kind of the thing with Lacazette, that even if he's not scoring, which to be fair, he did and he has been um, in in the end, um, he is doing so much else. You know, his game isn't necessarily about finishing, uh, even though he's clearly scoring goals. He, he does so much else, which you could argue he does better than Aubameyang in those situations. So, um, but I thought the way Emil Smith Rowe linked up with Tierney was great. I mean, then obviously Emil Smith Rowe smashed it against the bar, an absolute thunder bastard. Oh, yeah, so good. That goes in, you know. And then scenes. Uh, uh, Cedric hit the post, obviously, from one of those Lacazette things where he, I don't know why he, I think. On the replay, I was watching it and you could see two Spurs players kind of converge on him. So I, I think it was actually quite a good decision because I don't think it was possible for him to get a shot away first time. And if he takes a touch, the chance is gone. So I think yeah. he's just like, right, step over that and the chances are there's someone behind me. And it was kind of unusual there wasn't. You know, you would think like Odegaard or um, Saka would be coming in. You know, that run that Pepe always does, arrives late from the back post, runs across yeah. the goal. Um Obviously, Cedric, how he got that shot away? Like, I swear it was a tackle. Just yeah, cannons back off the post. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't really remember when that was in the game. I think that's when we were chasing it. 
but yeah, he, I think I saw somebody, I think it was Ask Blog, they tweeted like, um, I don't know how Lacazette heard that, uh, leave it <laughs> call from 40 yards away. In the oh, it, it, yeah, it wouldn't have been leave it because that is actually a foul to call oh, leave of course. it. But, uh, pot, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cedric's Cedric is mine, it's mine. God, that was, that was uncanny again. I thought he was in the room from my... It's amazing how quickly they can get to West London after a game. Um, madness. Madness. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought we, the, the pressure we put on was great and then just classic, just absolutely classic. I thought, you know, here we go again. Um, they go up one end of the pitch. We've got three men covering Lamella and it kind of just comes to him and he just tries at this ridiculous Rabana. Uh, it goes in. And that was after it, Son got injured for him and we were all talking about how good that was. I mean, you don't want to wish yeah. someone to be injured, but for that game in particular, I was very happy that Son went off, of course. Um, yeah. But, and then Lamella comes on, you're thinking, here we go. He looks like a pigeon. How bad can this yeah. be? And then he does that. <laughs> it was, yeah. I, like his face really annoys me. Um, mm. Him and Bale, both the way they look, it's just so Spursy. Uh, but um, it was, yeah. I said in the group, I was like, I'm not sure what you can do about that. It's just it, it, it credit where it's due. It's an unbelievable finish. It was. But that was their it, that was their first shot. Yeah, I think it was their only shot for until the last uh, half the, an hour. Was that, is the, that right? So they they scored in a thirty something minute, and their next shot was in the seventy eighth minute. Jesus. Yeah, that, I mean, that felt about right. And do you know what really annoyed me as well is that I could just feel, because we had 13 shots and, you know, within a, a time frame, you know, up until that 70th minute or something like that, um, it was like 13 shots to one. And I just felt, even though we'd hit the post, we had all those chances on the back pages tomorrow morning, Mourinho masterclass. It was like, no, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Um yeah, so that was frustrating. I mean, but they scored it. And I think, you know, we were talking about in the last episode, the amount of goals we conceded in crucial times. Um, mm-hmm. And it was between the 39th and the 45th minute was like 21% of the goals we conceded. Yeah. So, and we were talking about how important it is for us to be starting to score in those times because it's crucial. that, that well, It's a crucial time. And it swings the momentum of the game probably the most of any time. It, well, definitely in the first half, but... It just gives you that, it's a cliche, but it does change the, the halftime team talk. And to get that goal before halftime, I think, was absolutely crucial, particularly with Mourinho going in at halftime, telling him to park the bus, as he probably would have done at 1-0. Yeah, and uh, Arteta said it in this um, post-match press conference, it was like going down to a team like Tottenham makes it really difficult for us. And obviously that's alluding to the fact that they're already pretty robust defensively and they're already defensive-minded. And all the pundits before the game were saying, oh, this is a really expansive team. We're going to come out and attack Arsenal. And obviously they didn't. And when that goal went in, I was like, oh, God, now they're going to sit back and we have to break them down. It's going to be so difficult to do. But um, the, the, the goal was well worked. Tierney's obviously just so good at football. Um, he is. Hmm. And we got a bit of luck with the deflection, but I honestly don't care. Yeah, but the the, the goal was well well worked enough to have deserved that, and we'd hit the post enough and ridden our luck, yeah. ridden our bad luck, if that's a phrase, enough to have justified yeah. getting that bad luck. I had, I had no problems with that. Um, 
the way we worked down the left and kit Kieran Tierney bombing forward, smashing it in. Erdegaard, not the cleanest strike in the world, not as clean as his Thunderbust on Thursday. We haven't even spoken about Thursday, but that was great. But that's old news now. Um, so really, yes. really good week in general. But um, yeah, no, I, I brilliant, brilliant goal. I loved it. Yeah. And um, then, uh, yeah, then half time, the classic drinks break, which Mikhail loves. He does. He does. We're, we're just unbelievable after the drinks break. Um, and then it was just more of the same, really. Well, uh, one thing I was going to mention just before we get on to how good we were again after that was um, the Saka coming off. Are, are you worried? I, I don't, I don't, he didn't hear me. He's injured. He is. Yeah. So there, I can't remember where I read it. It's uh, somewhere on Twitter. It is a yeah, a little. I think some kind of like hamstring problem, maybe. Uh, but he was walking around after the game, like grabbing Emil Smith Rowe and stuff. So I, I think yeah. it's like he was probably felt a bit sore. Said it at half time. They had a quick check, and they're like, "To be fair, we got Pepe to come." Yeah, on. and he was good. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I would wouldn't. I'd just leave Saka for the next game against Olympiacos. What's the point? hundred percent. Like what? They Olympiacos need to score three to yeah. go through. I mean, if there's a team that's capable of just gifting them three goals in a game, it's probably Arsenal. But even mm. us, I think we we would yeah. struggle because they are bad. They are a they bad are. team, and we're going to have chances. I would be surprised if we didn't score at least one or two. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, but okay, but yeah, I, mean, I hope he's ourselves. okay. That you know, Saka being injured would be for any period of time is, is quite scary. We've got a few crucial games coming up, obviously. Um, yeah, I hope yeah. he's all right. Um, obviously, we'll keep an eye it, on that, but yeah, go on. It could create a little bit of an opportunity for Martinelli though, because Pepe will and William will, will, will take that spot. Mm. Uh, if Saka was injured, but it might mean that Martin at least gets on the bench, which he didn't even do today. Yeah, we didn't mention that in the lineup actually. Um, I read a few things about that. Um, so apparently, uh, he didn't get into the lineup because he just wasn't picked. So it was footballing reasons and tactically and all that sort of stuff. And David Ornstein from the Athletic was reporting that um, that they've got so much faith in him and they love him, but just simply since the fact he got injured there just has been one or two complications, not necessarily medical ones, but he's just not struggling, but I guess he's just not found the form that others like Pepe realistically. And and, and to be fair, Willian have found, they found that form. Um, we can argue until the cows come home about whether he should be deserving minutes. Cause I believe he, he does to get, to get that. But if that's how they feel, then okay. But I did also read that it's something to do with family reasons. So I, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, uh, uh... It wouldn't surprise me if it is just a uh, ball because um, Pepe and uh, to an extent William have actually played reasonably well. So he, yeah, he's got a few players in front of him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, with the Bamiang. Um, uh, Bamiang obviously being late again, we'll go into later. Maybe that opens up another opportunity for him. Well, let's go into that, into the questions. I think we've got quite a few about that. So. Um, okay. Well, anyway, as, as we were sort of continuing in the in the second half, one thing that I really liked um, was like I don't know if you noticed this, but there was something about Emil Smith Rowe is one of the players that we have. I can't think of too many that do this, 
his first thought when he's playing in that left wing, you know, creative midfielder kind of left sided one position, his first thought whenever people get the ball in midfield is to just spread the pitch. He just darts for the corner and he either gets the ball or he doesn't, but the defender goes with him and it creates that like mid- midfield space. Um, yeah. I started to watch it a few times. I, I particularly noticed it at the first part of the second half. And to be fair, I, I don't remember picking up on that earlier, but he may well have been doing it the whole time, but it's not really something you look at just off the ball runs all the time, but he was just stretching and stretching and stretching the pitch the whole time. And it just gave so much space to the others to run into and Laka to come deep. And um, I don't know, obviously that's a tactical thing, but I haven't seen many other the, the wingers in that position doing that necessarily. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was just class. Uh, yeah, not it's not usually done by the wingers to do that. It's usually the fullback's job to do that because uh, the wings typically come inside. Like if you're playing William from the left and Pepe or Saka from the right, they're naturally going to want to come in on their on their other foot. And uh, Emil Smith Rowe is not two footed, but he can use his left foot as well, which just makes it harder for the defender. Mm. It's less predictable. Like there were a couple of times in the second half where Pepe could have run at Alderweireld, um, especially when we're two one up. And I'm thinking, like, literally, just run. run. We're on a counter attack. Just kick it past him and sprint after it because he, he's going to struggle to keep up with Pepe. But he just wants to come in on his left foot so much. Um, it that was really frustrating because then you give possession back to Tottenham and they sustain that pressure. Well, I say sustained for the, the 10 minutes at the end, but uh, yeah, it was just stressful. Yeah. We, we did score a second goal. Oh, we did. Lacquer steps and Pepe, up. And to be fair, Pepe did really well. That was an unbelievable pass. First into, time. Into Lacquer's head. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, uh, that was a... Because he wouldn't get an assist for that, I don't think. No, but not by the time Lacquer gets fouled. It was such a good pass. All the pundits seem to think it wasn't a penalty. Why? I think for the pe- I, I don't know. Was it a little bit soft? Like, like, I think it's almost like Lacazette. It's almost like did Lacazette kick Sanchez or did Sanchez follow through and clatter Lacazette? And I think it was a bit of both. But for the penalties that we haven't been awarded or the penalties that have been awarded against us, like mm. you know, the one against Wolves where David oh, Luiz barely makes contact. I'm like, if that's a pet, like we have to get some luck at some point. And I think, but yeah, I, I'm watching this now. I, I mean, so obviously, like I said, firstly, it was not the best shot. We can all agree. Yeah. Um. I mean, so he kicked it, and then he's followed through, and he's got his foot in the air in a dangerous position. That's dangerous play. It's it's not like a red card dangerous play, but his foot's in the air. He's clattered Lacazette's um, uh, foot without him being, uh, without the ball. You know, if that ball sort of goes towards goal or something and it's a slide along the floor and then it hits Lamella's foot, or sorry, not Sanchez's foot, I should say, and then he trips over it, that's a foul. Because it's in the air, I guess there's a question mark, but there's, there's no question for me. I don't, I don't see that. Maybe I'm just wearing my... Arsenal rose-tinted glasses, but I don't know. Oh, no. The most important thing is that I just don't care that it, it was given as a penalty and therefore, like, yeah, done. I thought VAR was going to rule it out. I thought the conspiracy was going to continue, but it seems to have... They've got a day off or something. 
yeah um, i think the conspiracy think, lizards yeah, were I on break I don't, I don't, yeah yeah i don't think it necessarily was a bad decision and then yeah good finish from uh your boy lacquer yeah stuck it away gave his penalties gave been good on the little graphic where it pops up saying where he's put the last ones there were five three had gone one way three two had gone the other and all of them have gone in i was like it doesn't give Larice much to work with, like. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he buried. He, that was a good penalty as well, right into the corner. Um, so yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, loved it, loved it. Um, yeah, it was that stat that just showed he'd scored all those penalties and they were on different sides. It just it it didn't make me feel confident because it made me think, well, the next time they show that stat, <laughs> it's going to have to have red somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and I had I was just explaining to my housemate that like I was like, um, mate. If if uh, this is the kind of scenario where I don't mind if the notification comes early because I just want to know, I don't care. You know, uh, I, I I don't care about the live experience at this point. I just get too <laughs> nervous. So I got the notification from the Premier League and it said Lacazette goal and I just relaxed. Um, <laughs> do you want to do you want to hear a really good stat? Yeah, like I love this is stats. so. And I wanted to say this right now. But I've been saving this one just because this is this is where we came back, and we came from a losing position and we came to beat Spurs two one. So. This is from Opta Joe, who we all know and love. So the number is 45. Um, Spurs have dropped 45 points from winning positions against Arsenal in the Premier League, the most of any team against a specific opponent in the competition. Hashtag <laughs> Spursy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a niche stat and one that I really enjoy. Oh, but where, where do they get these? Apart from anything else, some how is this data? Computer. Yeah. But like, how yeah. is this sourced? How does it look? Like, how uh, is it like a, just this minority report scale computer where that they're like sifting through and it's like the size of a warehouse and they're just? I mean, yeah, must be, must be, must be. That's the only answer. Um, Mikel's in control of whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, he was in control of that game mm. up until. So then, yeah, we score the pen. Seemed to be relatively comfortable. Then, do you think it was a red? No, I I thought that was really oh, harsh. I, I felt I felt oh, pretty good because Harry Kane should have got sent off a couple of minutes earlier. To be honest, hundred percent. That and, was outrageous. And, and Lamella was like he was due. Like uh, yeah. the commentators even said it. They're like a Lamella again. Like he keeps flying into these challenges. There's like there were a couple of them who were on a yellow card. I was like this has got yeah like someone's going. Uh, so it wasn't really a surprise. I, I would have been annoyed if an Arsenal player got sent off that way. Yeah. Um, but then that seemed to really make them a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish he'd stayed on. I, yeah. Although there was one about 30 seconds before in the previous phase where he he tackled Gabriel. Was it Xhaka? Oh, Gabriel. Was it Xhaka? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did Gabriel oh, run the other ring? Maybe it wasn't Lamella then, but I'm pretty sure it was. Like, yeah. Um, you know, again... Um, this was very fresh. I'd have to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure it was Lamella where he was running down and um, yeah, he tackled him and it went out for throw in, but it should have been, and then it went up. Harry Kane smashed him, went up um, and then he, he smacked him in the face. Yeah, harsh, but he did deserve it. Kane is bad for that though. Like he does it all mm. the time and especially when people are in the air. So have a look at someone when they're in there and then he'll back into them and make sure they flip in the air. Um, you know, when you're, you're jumping, your feet yep. near someone's shoulder, like he he just nudges the the uh, the players um, the players' feet, so they spin in the air. And he he lined Gabriel up for that one. Like Gabriel played the ball, and then he just runs into him like shoulder barge. 
Mm. But yeah, that was definitely a foul. Like at yeah, least that was borderline. But yeah, I don't like Lamella. I don't like the fact he scored that goal. I'm glad he got sent off. So I've got no yeah. complaints. I'm in a WhatsApp group, um, and uh, not not the one we're in, but just other friends. And they said um, that his one's a Spurs fan, and he just he he Ugh. he talks about Lamella, and he said the word just one word disrespect. And obviously, I didn't reply for like the whole game. So he said that basically, he's implying that he's better than he gets any respect for. Um, right. And then at, at full time, I just replied saying that aged well, didn't it, mate? <laughs> Which was great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then obviously we then had a really nervy last thirty, and the amount of fouls we were giving away in ridiculous areas, both Xhaka and Party. Party, uh, Party. Like, I like him, but he did not have a good like last 20 minutes of that game no. he made some bad passes and he made so many fouls on the edge of the box and with this the like, you know the first one obviously they hit the post comes back out credit to gabrielle for making an outstanding block yeah uh when leno's on the floor but then the second one you know like 94th minute or something bang in the center the goal 25 yards out i, I texted being like oh, this has got goal written all over it yeah and in my head, I was thinking, it's like, please just smash it over the bar. Please just smash it over the bar. What's it? And he does. Fair play to Harry Kane. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, that first free kick, I think it came from a party one. It was slightly on the yeah. left-hand side as they were shooting. I, just, I was, yeah. when that went past and Leno just kind of just goes the wrong way and then goes yeah. back the other way, I was like, well, but I always think as you're a goalkeeper, you just stick to where you are. If it goes over the wall and flies in the net, like okay take a bow son but just stick to your side and jump if you have to but like if you start guessing towards the side of the wall and it goes in the area that you're in then fortunately it wasn't on target but it hit the post and i was convinced that was going in and i just do you remember the 4-4 when we, they were here unfortunately yeah. yes and do you remember that one where it hit the, the last goal the, four, the yeah. fourth one they scored and it hit the post and lennon it yeah. came out and lennon, when that came out it just it, felt like that it screamed a bit and it just the way it came back Deja out Gabriel, all over again oh <laughs> exactly yeah. mate exactly, exactly but exactly, yeah. but we didn't we held out mate and life's great to be honest it is it is mm. and uh yeah again credit to gabrielle for what was a magnificent magnificent block um, yeah and there they there was a lot of pressure obviously they had the goal disallowed for offside which it clearly was mm. when that went in my heart sank i was like oh god how, oh, yeah. how has this happened um uh, but yeah no held on three points mm. arteta there's a good picture of arteta and cedric like uh in the background with Mourinho, like in the foreground looking like <laughs> the contrasting emotions just so nice to see yeah i it looks like he's playing like he's like whispering about him in the school playground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah I forgot this about guy Harry used Kane. To call one. himself the special one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you love to see it. You, you really do. Um, you do. But he's yeah, just brilliant. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at our WhatsApp group. Um, so I'm um, just the last bit. I think uh, da, 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 da. you said surely that's it, and then that's it. The final just went, and then I said, "Have it, you C bomb." Uh, and then you said football that was so stressful qualm love it fuck off spurs qualm dancey lacazette dancey lacazette meme great sticker Quam. by the way great sticker great sticker there's a for you guys that don't know i don't know how you search this or find it but there's a sticker with lacazette doing his little dance we all start posting it fucking love it love to see it have it what game lads had to record it oh and it was just it was this, this whatsapp group just went on and um it was all good 
Um, so, Gus, who, who, who was your man of the match? Oh, it was a difficult one. Uh, and I have to give it to Kieran Tierney mm. uh, with a special mention to Emil Smith-Rowe. I also think Gabriel had a great game, but um, Tierney, it was a really good assist. He made, lo- he created loads of chances. Mm. Um, yeah, I, it, was, it was a real toss-up between him and Emil Smith-Rowe and I, I thought Tierney edged it, but it could have gone yeah. to either of them. Yeah, I, well, so Odegaard got the man of the match, I think, officially. Um, which okay. I thought was pretty yeah. fair. Um, but I yeah, I think he got that because he did get the goal in the end. And I think Tierney with the assist. I I actually was going to go for Emil Smith-Rowe. That's who I had done. He just, he had everything but the assist or goal to his name, I felt. And to be honest, I could have given it to Kieran as well. I think just it's, it's so because both Kieran Tierney and Emil Smith-Rowe were just so dominant down that left side. I mean, just the fact that Do- I think it could be for the fact that Doherty is an Arsenal fan and let it happen, but I don't think it was. Um, I think he is just crap. So, but no, <laughs> Emil Smith Rowe was, I, for me, just I think the way he kept pinging into it was his off the ball running as well that did it yeah, for me. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, I would have happily had, um, okay, I'd have happily had him. Who, and what who about your dicker? I want to hear yours. Who you said you've got a, a subtle one, which I'm interested but, to hear. I've got a couple, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to this one in a sec. I mean, obviously, um, shout out to Mourinho for saying for not thinking it was a penalty uh, and yeah. saying something about the ref afterwards. Anyway, obviously, but then my my, my runner up, which I'm not gonna give, but um, was Alan Smith, who I do actually quite like as a commentator. But he said Bale and Doherty offer all kinds of options defensively. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a thing. You can't get excited about offering all sorts of things defensively. You offer a defensive option. I mean, you can offer all things offensively, I can imagine, yeah. in an attacking way. But yeah, I thought it was a bit weird. Um, so those are my notable mentions. Yeah. My dick of the day. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I'm actually not going to give this to a person. Um, but I'm going to give this to like a, a thing that happened. I don't yeah. know if you realised... Uh, Maybe this is a dick of the day. Maybe this is a man of match in itself. It's either inspired or just really stupid. But I don't know if you realise, but you know the advertising um, sheets that they have all across the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the seats now? But it was about the 80th minute or something like that. And um, there was obviously some air blowing underneath one part of it. But it was just like rippling all the way, like a Mexican wave. <laughs> like, the, the sheets had got so bored of Spurs playing that they started doing their own Mexican get, wave. Get the wave going. Yeah, get the wave nice. going. I didn't notice that, to be fair. But that's no, it was quite niche. One. It was quite niche. But I thought the yeah. dick of the day there would be, I don't know who that is, but I think that is the kind of really epitomises what dick of the day should be. So that is uh, my dick the of the day. The sheets on seats. The sheets on yeah. seats. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, I had to think about mine quite a lot because obviously, uh, you know, Lamella straight away, but he scored that goal. Mourinho is obviously a good contender. I wanted to somehow give it to one of the pundits because I felt they were ganging up on uh, on Freddie Lundberg. But then I was on Twitter and... (laughs) uh, (laughs) It's such a great place to go sometimes, Twitter. But there's a... I'm going to have to give it to... uh, a guy called No Ambition FC, open bracket, Arteta out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who 
who is tweeting after the game is finished, still saying Arteta out? His earlier tweets were all about how Arteta's uh, inept because he's left um, Aubameyang out of the team. Uh, but the best one is uh, the tweet that says, I've no idea what Leno did there. That was the worst wall I've ever seen in my life. It was a clear shot to the goal. How can we be struggling in a game that we've dominated from the first minute? The substitutions by the inept coach. Hashtag Arteta out. Hashtag Edu out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did get into a bit of a, a Twitter wormhole and it turns out that pretty much you can put in any manager's name and people will be claiming they should be um, leaving. Even clock okay. out is, is a thing. But uh, oh, uh, <laughs> the, my favourite one of all of them is from a guy called James Epstein on Twitter. Not great, uh, No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Epstein. <laughs> anyway. It's not a great start, is it? <laughs> it's not. But he he tweeted, just when I get close to tolerating this narcissistic and misogynistic dinosaur as a manager, he reverts back to his putrid baseline tactics and strategy. He's an overpaid celebrity, George Graham, and I wish he would fuck off at my football club. Hashtag Mario out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great dick of the day. What was yeah. his name? What was their name? Uh, James James Epstein. Oh, that Twitter. was James Epstein, of course. <laughs> oh, oh god. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I can't not give it to Jay Epstein. <laughs> Jepstein. Jepstein. Hashtag Jepstein wants Mourinho out. You heard it yeah, here first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I really hope that leads to leads a charge. I would like to see Mourinho go. Um, but I'm hoping know. that mm. they go back to their kind of like. They had a good run leading up to this. I was quite worried. Like Bale was playing really well. Who was well? It just did nothing today. Uh, Kane and Son always seem to do well against us, and they've had a really good season between them. So I was a bit worried. But mm. um, if they could go back to their really bad, um, you know, boring play uh, again, then I mm. think Mourinho should stay and just do that for for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that, that's fair. I'd, I'd quite like to see him. Because you know he tends to tear down a club with him wherever he goes. You know, yeah. I, I'd quite yeah. like that to happen to Spurs. So there needs to be a, the next fifteen games has to be a really drawn out process where he starts slating some of the players. Some of them want to yeah, go, yeah, 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 and yeah. it really brings them down. I'm not sure too, just to get them back to where they deserve to be. You know, yeah, um, lose, lose the dressing room, lose the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, okay, well. We've got some questions now, Gus. Um, so instead of breaking for, for, we've gone on for quite a while. Should we just have a couple of questions? Yeah, for um, a couple. Yeah, um, let's, let's let's do this for like fifteen minutes or so. We've got we've got a few questions. So, um, would you accept sixty million for Kieran Tierney in a team like City no. come in? So this is no. Michael Burke dot underscore. Um, we can only assume that Michael Burke was smoking some very 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 intense drugs when he wrote this uh the answer is no michael not at all i, I don't think i'd sell for 600 million <laughs> I don't, uh, who do you buy like who else will come okay, on so the you podcast? get given <laughs> exactly <laughs> still still i think he, my whatsapp must be broken because i still haven't got a message from him but any day now will come um but uh well uh, just to counter that Someone, so the question was, what's would you take 60 million for Kieran Tierney? Yeah, 
So someone called, oh God. Oh, I can Zed, see the one you're looking Zed, at. Zed Contraluge on Prostatu. So their question is, does Tini make you struggle with your to make me dot 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 xd yes it does it does things for As me a, i can't lie. heterosexual heterosexual male but i'm not sure if kieran asked i think i'll well, give it a go the the lgbt uh Q. x it all you know all sort of, there's yeah. quite a number of different things and i think there's always room for like extra ones and i just wonder if heterosexual plus tyranny would be like a, a category that you could involve well, because... well you just do lgbkt <laughs> very good very oh. good that was that was yeah. that was quick very partridge-esque yeah, <laughs> yeah. moving on yeah so um, absolutely not i wouldn't sell him and yes he does make me question things yeah um, that's a good one okay I, no, I i i couldn't agree more um, um okay let's um somebody's talking about party okay that's interesting so yeah. Uh, Giulino, 45, says party opinions. I think he was a mix of bad and good. Um, yeah, I, I think he's had a couple of games that, that for me showed that he is um, he, he is human, but he does things that are so good in so many different areas that turn, as, as Mikel likes to say, the transitions that I think sometimes you can forgive him to doing the things that he isn't necessarily best at, but he has given the ball away a few times. And I did make a note in this that I didn't bring up because we were, you know, talking about all sorts of positive things, but when was his last shot on target? <laughs> he literally oh, balloons the ball. Needs... But what is it? Steve is taking all this credit for Mohamed Elneny's goal. So I think Steve Round needs to do some work with uh, Big Tom. Uh, I think he should. On, on the training ground. I mm. agree with you. I, I, I'm... He, he had a poor last 20, 30 minutes today. In general, I think is better than any other midfielder we have in that position. Uh, and I think I think he will continue to get better. Like he's had a very stop-start start, stop-start uh, stop, season, really, with injury and um, and no pre-season and stuff. But he, he's clearly a great player. He mm. just had a, a poor day today, I think. Yeah, I, I he had poor moments, you know, and, and maybe in the important moments, to be fair. But, you know, there were so many times where he drove for the midfield or he just turned. He just does that every time in the centre of the field from defence to attack so well that, yeah, I think he maybe just needed to tidy up the last third. And I think he would have been, you know, almost one of the best players on the pitch, but he didn't. And it was quite worrying and he gave away a few stupid free kicks. Um so yeah, that 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 was annoying. I, I I remember actually this is something I was going to give the ticket of the day to if we had done a podcast about the um, Benfica game this week, which was uh, Ma- um, again Martin Keown not covering himself in glory. I think I put this on the WhatsApp group, um, but he started talking about how Pat- Party is an attacking midfielder, oh, and Martin, so I was like, come on, you are like I can sometimes forgive pundits for maybe not being too familiar with with the club necessarily because they've got you know 20 teams to look at I, I don't know he is an Arsenal man through and through how he is even thinking that party is an attacking midfielder like, like what yeah I don't you know, know. It, it's not at all what he is he's, he's the opposite and it just yeah frustrated me but it, um yeah it really yeah it annoys me when they're paid to do it like it annoyed me that Aubameyang was late like he's on 300 grand a week 
or whatever mm. it is, 250 a week. <laughs> just turn up on time, mate. Come on. Yeah. A quarter of a million pounds a week. It's not a lot to ask for that. Like, just be on time in your gold Lamborghini. Uh, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, there's a question on that. And it's actually from the same guy, Jolino45. So should should Bamyang have come on? Uh, I don't think so. I don't see how he... No, with the disciplinary stuff aside, I'm like... It, it, it's important to be able to release pressure in those in those situations. So he would have come on presumably like later in the game where we're two one up. Um, and Lacazette is just fundamentally better at playing with his back to goal. Yeah. So unless you're going to boot it over the top and get someone to chase onto it, I I don't really see how. Um, how this game would have necessarily suited Aubameyang that much at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's really important that, you know, uh, Mikel always goes on about his non-negotiables. But do you remember when Emery kind of um, got rid of Ozil and then later in, later on caved in and kind of brought him back? You just undermine all the authority that you, you've generated. So, like, if you're going to set out these things at the, at the beginning and say this is the way we're going to behave. This is what I expect as, as, you know, absolute minimum from everyone. And one of those things is clearly being on time. If one guy turns up late and then you make an exception for him, it's like, mm. it's suddenly unfair. So I, I think he's completely right to, um, to do that. Um, and hopefully that's, that's it. And Aubameyang's like, yeah, fair play. I, I'll, I'll be on time next time. Yeah. I, it did annoy me a bit. I mean, I, I actually, I think it might be overplayed and, and a disciplinary record and just thought saying you're missing out on this one is is fine and that's probably enough. Um, yeah, but like you say, the amount he's getting paid and the fact that he's the captain of the club. And I do think that whilst we're not necessarily going through a turbulent time at the moment, I think we're playing quite well, albeit not picking up all the points we want. Um, the North London derby day, and it, it has been reported that the reason why they made him miss the game is because it's not his first time. It yeah. just, I, I haven't seen, I was speaking about this with my housemate earlier. I haven't seen that flashy element of his life seep through onto the football pitch. He's always been extremely professional yeah, in, yeah. in and around the club, always. And the fear when you have a flashy player, a flashy person, I should say, come into the club is that in the Nicholas Bentner style or the, you know, whatever, like you just have that personality that isn't helpful. And I've not seen that about Bamiyang once. And yeah. A couple of late things isn't going to change my opinion about him. Um, I agree. And I, I, I can imagine that him and Mikel get on very well. He'll know his place. And if anything, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he was a bit late and 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 Arteta went, look, I'm going to use this as an example. Yeah. And I'll just rest you, you know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised and I'd be okay with it as well. I don't think there's any problem with that. Um, what actually happened, I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I can imagine it's very true. But yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think you're right. Tactically, I, I I think it was the right thing to do anyway. You know? Yeah. And and actually now that that happened, let's let's say let's say that that's three games that I don't know. For some reason, he's been late a few times. Mikel says, right, you you're not playing for three games. That means Lacas up top, definitely. Martinelli. Yeah. Where does this leave him? As I say, like it, it take it would take a few things to happen to Martinelli to get inside. So if Aubameyang is not playing, let's say Saka's got a bit of an injury, 
Um, I could see Martinelli playing on Thursday. Mm. I don't think he'll start, but I think he'll play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it would be a who have we got? I don't know what our fixture list is like. I think we've got a run of games that are in theory winnable now. Mm. Um, but but yeah. Um, I mean, let's have a look. I I actually I've been so focused on the next couple. Um, so we've got so, Olympiacos, so, and then we've got yeah. West Ham and Liverpool. So actually, okay, <laughs> mm, West Ham is good. There. I mean, but, what West uh, Ham are playing United at the moment? I don't know what the score is. They're currently losing one 0 I don't know who scored for United. Not sure. Mm. Well, I fancy okay. team. No, I'm just curious, but you know, now that we're here, <laughs> um, uh, and United West Ham, Dawson scores Craig own goal. Dawson own goal, great, inspired <laughs> from fucking nice. another Ollie's masterclass. Absolutely. The thing I like two, about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is that he's really good up until the point where you think, right, this guy's got something, and then he's shit yeah. for like 10 games, right up until the point where everyone was like, that's it, it's the last straw, he's gone, yeah. and then he pulls it back <laughs> and starts yeah. the cycle again, it's, it's, it's yeah. good. Um, but yeah, after that, we've got Sheffield United, Fulham, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom, Okay, Chelsea. But then we've got Palace and Brighton. That's our run. That is a good run. And on that, that leads quite nicely into another question, which mm. says, um, uh, is top six still possible? And that's from Joey underscore Taylor 919. And I'm looking at the table now. Yeah. We've played 28 games. So we have 10 games remaining and we're on 41 points. City are on 71 points. So... Not only is top six on the, the, the title, <laughs> we're title still in it. On. We're still in it, guys. We would need thirty-six goal swing in ten games, so we'd be mm. needing three or four goals a game. Oh no, because City will have to concede at least eight. Yeah, so they'll be on 30, thirty-five goal difference, and we'll be on well after winning our final ten games. Mm. I and think, everybody else. I think Losing, they'll all you know drop mm. points, don't they? Well, they're doing. They're they the going to have a good run, in are they? We've said that you know Man United have had quite a good run. They're due to drop points. West Ham and Everton, they're too high. Mourinho is about to implode. Liverpool are done. Villa's probably our most likely title challenger at this point, and they're only on forty-one points, same as us. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, you heard it here first. We're going to win the league. Um, if we Come do on. falter or if other people do start playing well, and I'm yeah. only theorising here because obviously yeah. we are going okay. to win the league. Worst case scenario. I'm going to play yeah. devil's avocado. <laughs> okay. What I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Um, I think top six. Well, it, it, it is on. It's definitely on. It, it's, it's fucking just, on. It's so hard. I mean, it's really hard when you've just beaten Spurs and... Look, to be honest, I just want to finish above Spurs and I don't want to win, want to win the Europa League, okay? Four points. That is doable. Four points. It's very doable. It, uh, yeah, and they've got a tough run in. Um, Villa, I want to finish above because of Martinez. Um, I've, I spoke to Chris Wheatley this week, um, the journalist from London. Clang. Uh, Clang. So that's a huge podcast coming up, um, which will announce... I think a little bit close to the time we'll be releasing next week, but um, the, yeah, that's going to be an amazing podcast, but he, he spoke about how Martin has actually apparently threw in a bit of a jab to Arsenal um, this week. 
and was just like, well, you know, I told you it was a step up sort of vibe. I paraphrasing, I don't know what it was, but just so actually, I just a little bit of Spurs and a little bit of Villa, be above them and I'll be happy. But um, there's, a, there's a long way to go, and that it's so tight between them. I feel like we've been intent for fucking ages, yeah. Mm. But there's a gap forming, oh, I can't be saying this between. 10th and 11th now which is quite nice um but you know we are we're two points behind Liverpool haven't played the same amount of games and he told me that at the beginning of the season I would have taken it yeah same um, I also just want to point out we've we've got our 40 points now it'd be un- <laughs> unprecedented to go down and it would be really it'd be as I've said I think I think we're gonna win the league yeah um you heard it here first okay all right a uh, couple more questions so this one says, this is from Shirley Shreyas, um, who says, do you feel happy knowing the happy about the penalty, knowing it wasn't a pen as Laka yes. missed the ball? Yes. Yes. Yes, I, d- yes, <laughs> I do. Obviously. Is that an issue? Do you think I feel bad about that after all the crap that's gone against us? And and I actually still oh. think it is a penalty, but I can understand why you don't, especially if it was your team. I think we've got a mole. This person's a Spurs fan. Yeah. Whoever you yeah. are, Shirley Shreyas, you're not welcome here. Yeah, but the you amount are, of, yeah, go on. The, the amount of sleep that I will lose over it might not have been a penalty will be I'm gonna sleep better than I would do if that was a mm. nailed on penalty. Uh yeah, yeah, just I don't care. Um yeah. I've got a good question here um mm-hmm. from Tanya Fozard. I think she's been mentioned already. Tanya doing well. Um Shag Mary Avoid from the Spurs team. <laughs> very good it's a tough one um, that is a tough one um okay well i'm gonna start by kill is it oh, no, shag marry avoid oh no killing that's a shame okay we can, we can change okay. it to kill no she said avoid and maybe okay. i don't know if you're allowed to say you want to kill people on spotify okay. and itunes but but we'll avoid them then. okay um i would avoid <laughs> uh lamella he just did us a favour today. Well, yeah, kind of. but he just looks like a pigeon and he just like, yeah, he's he annoying. He does, he does, he does. He's got that face. He always just pops up at the most annoying times, but he's never really played well. He's a bit yeah. of a jammy guy. And yeah. Yeah. I, and then, yeah, go on. I would have, uh, my avoid would be Gareth Bale. But I just, just can't mm. stand him. Fair. Uh, yeah. M- Mary. I mean, I think there's only one Mary, to be fair. I Son. know who I'd marry. Oh, that's a great show. He's just like, he's the one guy that yeah, you well, just have to like. He's a lovable my, guy. M- you know? Yeah. Mine was he, Hugo Lloris. Like, he, just seems, he seems, I don't know, he just seems like quite a nice chap. He's a weird guy, I think. But, you know, okay. I think he, he he's French. He'll know his cheese, which is always a plus. Yeah. Okay, I feel mm. like I should have gone for Son now. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But well, he's nine. Don't you can't, hands okay, off. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, do you know who's the shag? I've not really been thinking about it for a while, to be honest, Gus. Um, I've uh, been trying to think of the Spurs team now, and trying to think of like reasons. I mean, look. I mean, actually, do you know what? It would be Harry Kane. Ultimately, oh. he's going to win the World Cup for England. So fair. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd, I'll whisper sweet nothings in his ear after him and tell him. <laughs> come to Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> the, the only player that I can, can think of now is just Kieran Tierney after yeah. that previous question <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely not a Spurs player um, uh, okay then I'm going to have to shag someone else 
It's just, uh, this, this podcast is getting a bit a bit homoerotic and it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not too... particularly much. We've had a few beers and it's all gone. Yeah, it's, it's all, all gone, gone a bit silly. But um, um, I'm into it, mate. You know, it's 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 good. It's it's, it's good podcast analysis who, stuff. Who who plays in midfield with Ndombele? Who started in midfield with him? Uh, I can't remember the Spurs lineup. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to shag that guy because I just didn't even notice he was there. And hopefully, the same would happen when I shag him. So. Yeah. It was Hoijberg, the Norwegian. Oh, yeah, him. Fine. Mm. I pro- hopefully wouldn't notice this. Then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was the, of all I doubt the... any other podcast does this. Yeah. No, I don't think they do. And of all the um, people on the pitch with a, with a, with a line in the O yeah. um, in the middle of the name, so Hoijberg and Erdegaard, yeah, he was Erdegaard. second best. Yeah, he was. He mm. was second, yeah. Mm. Well. Yeah, it's got a bit... Bit weird this podcast. We have one more. Should we finish on one? Yeah, and, and, Go on. and more normal one. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find a, a, a. Oh yeah, okay. I've got one to end on. This is quite a good question. Time to offer David Louise another year. Fantastic in big matches this season. Mm. It depends on Sally Baba for me, but I, I, I've heard he's very good around the. Uh, the dressing room, uh, he has had very good games, definitely. Um, he has had some very bad games, definitely. Um, I, I wouldn't be unhappy. I wouldn't be uh, happy. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would like to know how he was going to be used. If he was going to be used like he has this season, I would be against it. I'd like him to be more of a squad player. Certainly more of a squad player than Rob Holding would be used for. Uh, well, so more sparsely, I should say. Um, I, if you're going to have any centre-backs, so, so let's say we've got Gabriel, Mari. So those are our left-sided centre-backs. And then you've got... Um, Sally Barber. Sally Barber. Bobby, and, and Bobby, Bobby. Holding. I'm, so, I'm, but on, then I'm with you. If you, think, if you think about who's experienced within that, though, you don't really have an old head. Is that an issue? Not for me. Yeah. Marie's oh, no. played in a Club World Cup final. Mm. Holding, okay, relatively inexperienced. Gabriel, yeah, they've got quite a few young guys there. I, I don't think he would be an issue to have around the club. And having five centre-backs no, is, but, I don't no, think, but, an issue. The, the problem is, he's, he's on so much cash. He's on like How he's much is he on? 200, 200 grand a week or something. Jesus. Yeah, like, get rid of So if you're going to offer him a, him a low new contract. contract. Yeah, if you're going to offer him a new one. I'd say, look, I'll give you a year contract and you're you're on, you know, pittance, 50k a week. Mm. Barely put bread on the table for that. But yeah, I'd say That's you're true. getting a massive pay cut, mate, or you can go somewhere else. Yeah, he wants you to go to Benfica, doesn't he? Good, good luck to him. Enjoy yeah. your last few years of career at Benfica. Yeah. Not a problem. And we could always, I mean, is there anyone else? Get... Are we missing someone? We've got Chambers. Oh, yeah, Chambers. He'll put, I, I, think he'll I could see the value of having a, an older head around. I I just we like to bring, know that they're uh, using him well and that they're just bringing bring someone. There. Yeah, exactly. Just bring him out bring someone like but Pascal Seagan, bring him back. Pascal Seagan, yeah. Big Phil Sendros, get the band back together. Get the band back together. <laughs> get a buoy back. Yeah. Oh, um, what a guy. I mean, he, he was, was a right back, back still. He was. But, yeah. Was but he right back, though? Was he? Uh, he played right back. <laughs> <laughs> he was something. I tell you what, and and let's end on this because this is a good plug to finish on. There is possibly the most spectacular story we've certainly ever had on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> which it's been a few. It's been a few. 
um we had chris wheatley on um chief football writer of football at london and uh we've got a really good bang really really good uh podcast coming out with him and there's a story that you cannot miss about him and his trip with a buoy to japan he, he goes <laughs> on a flight and has a holiday well a, sorry a press tour with a buoy and gets drunk with a buoy <laughs> and oh, oh i'd love to be a fly on a wall in that situation oh god i can't wait i can't wait um i'm looking forward to listen to that on that bombshell should, should we leave it there i mean we've, we've talked about so. a lot of weird stuff and i feel like we've been <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm also starving now, so uh, yeah, I need to kind of eat something. Oh, I had a celebratory pizza with me and my mate, me and my nice. mate, um, because I moved into a new flat and it was North London derby, um, and they were offering uh, extra mushrooms for free. So, oh, yeah, it was pretty tasty. Um, all right, well, let's leave it there. Thanks, thanks, Gus. What a day! No what problem. a day! Yeah, what a win! I'll see, I'll see you from the pants drawer next week. Yeah, see you then. See you, mate. Cheers, guys. Bye. See you next week.